Welcome to the Transom Podcast, a monthly roundup of the new features on the transom.org website, providing mathematical puzzles, games, learning activities, and the ever-popular mathematics lesson starter of the day. Here's your host, John Tranter. Hello, and welcome to podcast number 91 for the month of June, as we approach the end of the first half of the year 2022. So, the puzzle of the month, let's begin with that. It's it's not which number is the first of all the natural numbers, if they are arranged in alphabetical order, but instead, the puzzle of the month for June is which number comes second, if all the natural numbers are arranged in alphabetical order. I'll reveal the answer next month, but if you figure it out before then, please get in touch, let me know. Right, now let's get down to business with the new developments on the Transom website that have appeared in this last month. Well, I actually spent many hours updating some of the strategy games available on the website. So... This is the name I've given to the games that really aren't obviously mathematical, but instinctively feel as though working out the winning strategy will strengthen your mathematical reasoning. And they're also great fun. So, have a look at the strategy games, all the things I'm about to talk about in this podcast. You can find links to them at transom.org newsletter. So have a look at the uh, the strategy games. It all came about many years ago, um, 1996, when I went on a visit to India and I took some photographs of some game boards that had been carved into rocks. Now, my camera back then wasn't a very good quality, but the photographs inspired me to create interactive versions of the games for the website. And since then, I have added more games that I've come across. Um, Games that I think school-aged children would probably enjoy playing. And, well, I guess the games are quite diverse as well. Some of them have got very clear, concise rules. Others, for example, Pashisi, if that's how you pronounce it, um, a very popular game in India... But if you do a little bit of research, you'll see there are so many different versions of the rules. Well, I think that could be a good thing. And so for the transom version, I challenge pupils to develop their own set of rules that would be fair, easy to understand, um, but make the game suitably challenging and interesting and fun to play. And uh, of course... If their rules work really well, their version of the game could become very famous and could become the default version in the future. Who knows? So, others, uh, other of the strategy games, as I say, have very direct, unambiguous rules. um, And they seem very simple, but they sometimes lead to surprisingly complex situations and unexpected strategies. I think some of the games are best played between two pupils, while other games let you play against the computer. And um, 
the computer doesn't always play the perfect game, so you do stand a fair chance of winning, but hopefully you'll learn a bit from the way the computer moves. Um, maybe you'll learn some strategies. Incidentally, the game of 15 that I like a lot is isomorphic, which means has the sort of the same structure as noughts and crosses or tic-tac-toe, if you call it that. Um, but you should play it a few times to get a feel for that similarity. And if you've mastered the game 15, have a go at Trillet. T-R-I-L-E-T-T. -T. Oh, the, the links are in the newsletter, of course, transom.org slash newsletter, because Trillet is also isomorphic to noughts and crosses in a surprising way. You can find Transom Mathematics at www.transom.org. Okay, what else has been updated? Well, the plotting graphs activity where the students have to fill in tables of values and then click on the points on a coordinate grid to draw graphs. It's now in three levels and there are more linear graphs in the first level as was requested. So hope that meets your needs now. There, there's a, for a long time, there've, there has been an activity on the website for grouping equations of straight line graphs together uh, if they're parallel. I can now let you know that there is a matching activity requiring pupils to find the equations of perpendicular graphs. So that sort of completed that little area, parallel graphs and perpendicular graphs. And that's a matching activity. I decided to limit the number of characters pupils could use when they're typing in their email addresses, either real or made up, when they're claiming transom trophies. Because it, it was getting a bit ridiculous with... Some kids somewhere just typing in huge strings. So I needed to set sort of a maximum, a maximum length for these email addresses. So I looked at the database for the, um, at the email addresses already collected to try and find out what would be reasonable to be the, uh, the maximum length. Now it turns out that students, poor students, at an international school in India have 61 characters in their email address. Can you imagine having to type out such a long string of letters and numbers every time you had to enter your email address in a form? <laughs> Poor them. Anyway, so I've set the limit, I think, at 62. I think I set it at. But talking of trophies, now teachers can award trophies for activities that pupils were unable to collect themselves. So... Sometimes a pupil may do a transom exercise using pen and paper instead of using the online version. Um, so what you can do then as a teacher, when you've checked it, you can then award them the trophy for that activity. And you'll find the, the, the uh, interface on the trophies page in your class admin section. Also, which is reasonably common as well, is when students spend a long time doing an activity, getting it all right, clicking on the red button, and then making a mistake when they type in their email address. So the computer thinks it's another student, a different student, and puts the trophy in a brand new cabinet. So um, what you can do now is you can then 
give the students correct email address, their correct trophy cabinet, you can award them that virtual trophy. Oh, and while you're in class admin, check out the, the seating plan page because you've always been able to drag the desks around on the seating plan, but I've just added the ability to rotate them now, which does make sense. Um, so that's the seating plan. Finally, last month's puzzle. It was, if you remember, you have two cubes and your task is to write numbers on each of their faces to make two unusual dice. The dice can be rolled and their scores added and it's possible to get any total from 0 to 12. So how would you number these cubes? With the stipulation that the sum of the 12 numbers on their faces should be a minimum. Well, the first person to contact me with a correct answer was Brian Bitto. Who writes, hi John, neat puzzle this month. At first I found this solution. On the first dice, 000146. And on the second dice, 000256, which is a total of 24. Then I realised that the problem didn't state that the numbers had to be less than or equal to 6. So then I found this better solution, which was a little surprising. On the first dice... 000038 and on the second dice 001234 and that gives you a total of 21 and still enables you to make any total from 0 to 12. So well done Brian, thanks for letting me know your solution and uh, don't forget for this month's puzzle if you think you've got the solution let me know otherwise that's all for now see you next month bye. Thank you for downloading and listening to the Transom podcast. You can find the website at www.transom.org, where you're welcome to use all of the activities absolutely free. Or jump in with both feet and become a Transom subscriber.